0: Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the February 6th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. So today we'll be reading Numbers 232 to 237 of the Catechism. Paragraph 2 The Father. 1. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Paragraph 232. Christians are baptized in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Before receiving the sacrament, they respond to a three part question when asked to confess the Father, the Son, and the Spirit I do. The faith of all Christians rests on the Trinity. Paragraph 233 Christians are baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, not in the names of For there is only one God, the Almighty Father, His only Son and the Holy Spirit, the Most Holy Trinity. 234. The mystery of the Holy Trinity is the central mystery of Christian faith and life. It is the mystery of God in Himself. It is therefore the source of all the other mysteries of faith, the light that enlightens them, It is the most fundamental and essential teaching of the hierarchy of the truths of faith. The whole history of salvation is identical with the history of the way and the means by which the one true God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit reveals himself to men and reconciles and unites with himself those who turn away from sin. Paragraph 235 This paragraph expounds briefly 1. How the mystery of the Blessed Trinity was revealed 2. How the Church has articulated the doctrine of the faith regarding this mystery and 3. How, by the divine missions of the Son and the Holy Spirit, God the Father fulfills the plan of His loving goodness of creation, redemption and sanctification. 236 the Fathers of the Church distinguish between theology, theologia, and economy, oikonomia. Theology refers to the mystery of God's inmost life within the Blessed Trinity, and economy, to all the works by which God reveals himself and communicates his life. Through the economia, the theologia is revealed to us. But conversely, the theologia illuminates the whole oikonomia. God's works reveal who he is in himself. The mystery of his inmost being enlightens our understanding of all his works. So it is analogously among human persons. A person discloses himself in his actions. And the better we know a person, the better we understand his actions. 237. The Trinity is a mystery of faith in the strict sense, one of the mysteries that are hidden in God, which can never be known unless they are revealed by God. To be sure, God has left traces of his Trinitarian being in his work of creation and in his revelation throughout the Old Testament, but his inmost being as Holy Trinity is a mystery That is inaccessible to reason alone, or even to Israel's faith before the incarnation of God's Son and the sending of the Holy Spirit. Okay, very well, so we continue with this um, reflection that the Catechism gives us on the Creed, on the beginning of the Creed. And the Creed always starts with this belief in God the Father. And so we see that it begins to speak about the Trinity and the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is something very important. This is absolutely fundamental to Christianity, that baptism, the sacrament of baptism, has to be made, has to be given in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Because this is the central part of Revelation, and this is... Also, very simply, what how Jesus told us to baptise in the Gospel. At the end of the Gospel of Mark, he says, go to the f- whole world announce the Gospel. If anybody believes you will be saved, baptise them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we continue this. That's also why the Catholic Church gets very worried about other so-called baptisms that are done in the name of something else. Like some trendy priests at some stage started uh, baptising in the name of the Redeemer, the Creator, and the Sanctifier. And the Vatican basically had to say that we're very sorry, but that might be a beautiful celebration. But it's not a Christian sacrament. It's not Catholic baptism. And the same with um, the Catholic Church will accept the baptism of most other Christians, of the Orthodox churches, of course, and then of most of the Protestant churches. Uh, but those that don't baptise in the, the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit or mean something totally different by it, those who maybe are baptised with water but say something else, or those who basically don't believe in the Trinity, I suppose the biggest examples would probably be the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses, who don't believe in the divinity of Christ, then the Church has to say that we're very sorry, but that the baptism of these groups are basically not valid. Then there are two other points that I'd just like to underline very briefly. The first one is in paragraph 236, when it makes this distinction between... Theology and economy. Somebody wrote in with a question to me about economy, and it's true. We usually understand the word economy to mean something to do with money, with finance, with uh, politics, and this isn't what the c- Catholic faith understands by economy. Theology speaks about economy in the sense of this um, this revealing of God, that God shows Himself. That the theology, technically speaking, is the life within the Trinity, and that this inner life of God is theology, whereas that the blessed uh, Trinity, when it reveals itself, when God reveals himself, he communicates his life, and this is the economy. The truth of the matter is, though, that um, generally the word economy is much more widely used in the Eastern Church than in the Western Church. In the West, unfortunately, it's, a, it's like a concept that we don't use too much that we don't give it its full due. Whereas if you go to the Eastern churches, they're much better about speaking about the economy as this whole way that God saves us. So we need as Christians to think of economy as something good and not like we usually think of economy as something bad because we never have enough money. This isn't what it's about. The economy in Christianity is about the fact that God involves us in theology. He involves us in his Trinitarian life. He offers us eternal life. And then finally, to say that this thing at the very last paragraph we read, 237, is speaking about how the Trinity, yes, there are shadows of the Trinity that we can see in creation. Yes, there are shadows of the Trinity that we can see in the Old Testament. Like, for example, when the three men come to visit Abraham in the book of Genesis, that these three mysterious men come to visit Abraham before the destruction of Solomon Gomorrah, And Abraham understands in these three men the uh, St. Andrew Rublef, the most famous iconographer, has done a fantastic icon of this uh, hospitality of Abraham. But that Abraham receives these three persons and sees God in these three persons. And so the fathers of the Church have always seen as this as a foreshadowing of the Trinity, as a way that the Trinity is talked about in the Old Testament. But the Catechism underlines that while we can say that God's existence is knowable to somebody who thinks enough about it, is knowable to a philosopher, that the existence of the Trinity is not, that there are shadows of it there, that we can discern it. Looking back into the Old Testament, we can discern it, but as we are, uh, but the people in the Old Testament times did not know that there was a Trinity. They knew there was God. They experienced God, but it wasn't until the fullness of Revelation in Jesus Christ, when Christ revealed himself as God and revealed to us the Holy Spirit, that then we got to know the Trinity. That, and the central part of our faith is something that isn't known simply to human reason, but is something that comes from Revelation. And so we'll continue our uh, talks tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll look at Numbers 238 to 248.